This is the Polarized Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Stables, and I am joined today by my always guest, Mr. James Lindsay. James, hey. Hello, I'm, uh, I'm the always guest. You are the always guest, I am the co-host. Occasional host, but always guest. <laughs> the always guest. Since we it's have like, not had guests. It's a synonym, it's, you know? Yeah, yeah. Since we haven't had guests in the past couple of weeks, I've transferred into the permanent guest role. No, uh, yeah. we take turns on that, too. I don't want to just put it all on you mm-hmm. to carry the heavy lifting of the guest spot. But, you know... This is a uh, Brandon featuring James episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm behind. The, I'm the driver of this episode. Get get ready. <laughs> but welcome, welcome. to the hotel, Brandon Sylvania. I'm sorry, that didn't work. That didn't work. Brand Brandini Sylvania. No, mm. Brandtel Brandonia. Stable Brand. Oh, okay. Hotel Brandonia. Hotel yeah. Brandonia. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with that. Actually. I'm adding. I'm adding. <laughs> I, you, should use, you should definitely. Use. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to be put in the book. I'm yep. going to do that. Okay. Um, but welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Brandon, what is that uh, book you just pulled out there? <laughs> what else does that have in there? You just pulled out a little book and made a little note. Yeah, uh-huh. This is my little it's for my tell all that'll come out, you know. You oh, know. fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> secrets of the polarized kingdom secrets of the polar bears and the polarized kingdom yeah uh everyone's, but, everyone's dying to know welcome all you monsters out there uh this is the polarized podcast this is a podcast about polarizing movies uh polarizing in the sense of rotten tomato scores either critics love it audiences hate it or vice versa uh, to, uh, today we are talking about uh, a audience favorite this is we're talking hotel transylvania the 2012 uh animated one. feature what one there are three, there are there are three of these <laughs> I was just oh. saying, that's all oh, i'll stop God. interrupting <laughs> So I did. Oh yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. this is. I'm just being one. Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you definitely need to make the distinction in, when yeah. you're googling this movie because you obviously this movie uh, has spawned uh, spinoffs, and it is there's a movie that's coming out. I can't remember what Hotel Transylvania four what if it's released or recently I don't think or it's if out it's, yet. No, I think it's yeah. uh, either on the way or maybe got held up with. Um, with some COVID yeah. stuff, possibly like other movies, but there are three. And if you look at the if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes ratings, I notice after my watch of Hotel Transylvania one that they go up. So it's like forty five one, and then the second one's like fifty five critics reviews, and then the third one's like sixty five or something. So pe- they're gradually getting better. So I mean, it's just straying further away from uh, our intentions for this podcast. So it's just this first one that's going to polarize people. After this, apparently everyone just gets on board. <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> of it ah. being kind of like leveled out in the, in the middle. I don't know if you mentioned the rankings, but yeah, it's 45 critics, 72 audience. You might have already mm. said that, yeah. No, no. I just mentioned that the audiences love it. Critics do not care for this movie. Um, and we'll get into that at the end um, for sure. Because, yeah, I this is... 
this is one of those situations with, that happens really frequently, and it's and it's always kind of interesting to me that something like this movie, which is really a kids, obviously a kids movie. Not you know, I don't want to be subtle about that. Um, yeah, audience, you know, critics it's got just stuff can't... for the adults too, but it's it's for the kids. Yeah, I guess. Well, it, okay, how much does it have for the adults? Uh, hmm. We'll we'll talk about it because uh, I mean I don't know like is there really a lot for the adults? I mean maybe not these adults. <laughs> maybe not these, uh, these adults. If, here. if, if anything, adult people the, you know, adult children. I you know I mean if adult children were the ones who were reviewing this, then I think this would have not been on this podcast. But apparently, yeah. cynical adult assholes are the ones <laughs> who reviewed this movie. Um, because yeah, like I you know. Again, we'll we'll read some of the reviews later, but I think overall the criticisms that people have of this movie is that it is very shallow, very simple, um, and yeah, and kind of that's it. And and it's a cartoon or you know three uh, D animation. Um, I have not read reviews yet. I'll be curious. I'm going in a little blind today. At the end, when I brought up the reviews, I haven't really like perused them too much, but. That makes sense. I mean, that that makes sense. If we can even just talk about the background of this movie going in. Yeah, of uh, course. Um, well, maybe even if we can go further back. How are you, Brandon? Are you good? <laughs> oh, thanks. Are you, having a, are you having a nice fall? A nice spooky, spooky October? Not too so spooky. I, uh, I don't know if I can say that I'm having a good fall yet. And here's why. Is that. Oh. Oh. I've just gotten a lot of weird energy lately. Oh. A lot of weird energy from from just people in general. Extra, external energy coming in, coming in, and I and I get it because I'm feeling weird myself. I I'm a I'm a summer summer boy. I I love the summer. I we're 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 both so SoCal surfer dudes. Yeah, and um, you know when summer ends, it's kind of life. this. Um, it's kind of something that's a little tough to give away. And tough to, you know, you kind of have to go through, at least for me, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of speaking for you as well. But um, yeah, the transition into fall is kind of a weird time because, yeah, you just have to come to reconcile with the fun that you have during the summer. I know with COVID, it's kind of been like a weird situation in general. So that's, I'm sure, fueling a little bit of it. But, yeah. um, you know. Back to school. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of, not, that, it's kind of August, September, I, I guess. I mean, that just has ramifications. End of August, September, that's yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that has just has uh, uh, ramifications it's the fall like, school like, year. for everybody. Everybody around is, is uh, kids back in school is just, you know, you drive, you're driving around. It's just you're driving with, uh, with stressed parents now, too, trying to get their, their kids to and from school. That happens during summer as, as well. But I'm just thinking of all these, all these different fall things that are happening. You're getting into spooky season. It's getting colder. Yeah, um, we had just had a bunch of uh, thunder and lightning um, recently, which was really kind of a great like bookmark yeah, almost because you know it. I don't know. I don't think it. Tip, it's pretty atypical that that happens in October. We do start to get a little colder uh, nights. Is usually in Southern California the. Uh, how we transition into fall because i mean i don't mean to brag but i mean when it comes to seasons it's really summer for about 
<laughs> six months. Yep. And then, and then it's, and then it's, we don't really you know, have seasons. we don't have seasons at all. It's kind of a perpetual, which makes it all the more, I think, uh, fuels the weirdness that people are going through where Man, there's I a reckon. I get all nice and cozy and, and just, uh, like, cozy up i don't know it's nice when it's a little cloudy and and there's something about the heat that makes me more like flustered i feel like and when it kind of i i'm not saying that i would want because i'm not sure how i would handle a situation if it was like uh i was it was like this all the time foggy and and overcast and cold or something like that and i.e portland or seattle yeah Uh, like if you were in seattle for sure which i like those towns and i've been there and I, i do like them i'm not sure how how much i could like handle it all the time and here maybe it just makes me like look forward to it even more but yeah the way it cools down it just i feel like it it tempers the the frust like the flustered aspects of some people but what kind of weird energy are you feeling like negative or like uh people getting snippy or just um unhappy or just like i think uh kicking your nuts when you walk by (laughs) yeah uh I think it is a level of like kind of I'm getting a sense of not, it's not uneasiness. It's just and it's not frantic. It's somewhere like kind of somewhere around that, like in the general vicinity of that where something people are trying to close and start something and then they're also making the transition into mm. a, a winter mindset which i is obviously different than a summer mindset summer mindset there's a lo- much more of a laissez faire attitude about things mm. and with winter there's a much more conservative mindset about things and i think it's just the transition between the two of being somewhat polar opposites well actually polar opposites and yeah i don't know uh, i'm just polarized kind of, opposites yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking. I mean, if anything, to get into the polarization of things in general is, is I think now is Brandon Summer guy. I'm a fall guy. Yeah, we're we're polarized. Yeah, (laughs) Brandon. Brandon's pissed as shit that we're going into fall, (laughs) and I'm I'm having a great great time. That's. I mean, I was like a mess during summer <laughs> oh no oh, okay i'm that's not true at all i hung out with you and we got imaginative we got to have drinks out on your um out on your not porch um kind of like a deck yeah deck um no and like i don't know that stuff fucking rocks oh and then God, like yeah. we had a great <laughs> you know we also Warm like summer yeah. nights, cool summer breeze warm summer nights fucking rock and um yeah, yeah and it, again it's not like it gets cold here and uh where i'm at in particular i mean james you're in the same situation too but uh, uh, san diego and you're closer i mean you're closer to the the beach and everything it's going to be a bit cooler well it's going to be yeah it's also it's so insulated uh, san diego is such a weird environment because it just like it's getting cold. It's getting grayer is what's happening is since I am by the beach, the, the cloud cover is becoming more prevalent, like all throughout the day now, like uh, today is a great example of like, there just wasn't, it wasn't a clear, clear day at all. It was just completely gray all Love day it. today. 
And I think, you know, and to talk about the energy, like I wouldn't say it's negative or positive. I would just say that it's like chaotic neutral or like what, you know, whatever that is <laughs> where people are. Yeah. I don't know. You're just confronted with the changing of the seasons and then you just have to deal with it. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're all, we're all dealing with it and it's not good or bad. It's just something that we're all getting through. Yeah, um, you're switching uh, from hotel California to hotel. hotel Transylvania. Yeah, it's a little Hell. darker. It's a little spookier. It's a little colder. Um, you don't like people as much. Yeah, um, humans fact, are the worst. Yeah, am fact, I right? Humans fucking suck, and especially the fat ones. And yeah. <laughs> the commentary. Oh, okay. Let's get. You know what? That that sparks. Let's get into this movie. So yeah, just to talk like, about. So, yeah, it was like made by Robert Smigel. I was gonna say it's like a Robert Smigel, like Adam Sandler. Drink. Adam Sandler produced this. Robert Smigel of SNL, like Saturday TV Funhouse and like Triumph the Insult Comedy Dog and shit. And he's like done other like comedy comedy stuff or are behind this. And like he's done like adult stuff. Both of them have done like adult things. So when I say like, yeah, there's stuff for for the adults, it's it's there like stuff uh I don't know about like uh, uh some sexual stuff i guess you could say maybe some like like some some of the like the some of the characters get horny and and, and shit like that um it's yeah you know what no I, I i know i was saying that the maybe there's not enough for adults but i no, but now childish I just, buffoon i mean like i don't know like the actual humor of this is childish like i get it and even the movies that they make for adults are fucking childish like I, mm-hmm. like and i love billy Madison or i Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore I loved a lot more when I was younger and everything. I put them on now and still laugh and, and all that stuff. There's certain things that definitely don't hold up to me as much anymore. But um, it's just like, yeah, it's formulaic and it gives them an opportunity to be funny within this like formulaic kind of plot and just have gags and just have an excuse to set up gag after gag and yep. and and get through. I mean, that's, it's, that's what Billy Madison is, is, just go through fucking school. And it's like, okay kindergarten first grade second grade go and it's like have a gag for each one and then that's the movie and the happy gilmore i don't know, I don't know why i picked those in particular but it's just kind of like oh no it's fine it's yeah. a sports, sports movie and he's gonna play golf and it's it's you know and then he's gonna have his moments of winning i i still love that one i mean shooter mcgavin's a fucking legend too dude uh, for real but there's there's just like there's a kind of a billy sorry uh or more just like a happy madison Maybe that's why I'm saying Billy Madison Happy Gilmore because it's like the Happy Madison production company that I didn't like specifically did this one, but they've done other movies as well that just kind of have this group of guys doing these movies and going on vacation and making movies at the same time. And it's like, I don't know, it's just essentially Grown Ups for kids, the movie Grown Ups, um, yeah. the same cast and and they're doing like just that kind of humor, but it's. He's like, oh, I want to make a movie for my kids and I want to go in the voiceover booth in my pajamas and do a shitty Dracula. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I don't want to, dra- I, mean, I don't want to, you know, it's uh, like this, this movie's for kids, for kids. So it's, it's just going to be a thing where it's, yeah, maybe as a, as a kid, it, it would be something that would it's have got a, a lot of spontaneous energy that yeah. kids are, I get why kids would like it for sure because, Me as because a kid would too, I think, yeah. Yeah, because there is so much sporadic, chaotic energy and people are just doing goofy stuff all the time in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, And they're also, you know, 
a, a thing that's really typical for a kid's movie is just doing f- like voice jokes, like thing, you know, you just, you, yeah, like, I don't know, you say it's things yeah. in a silly voice and that's funny. Like for kids sure. will pick up on that and be like, no, yeah, he's, you know, oh my God, I can't believe he said, a, you know, said that. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, now thinking about it though, to go back to the adult humor, there is a lot of that where it comes to like family stuff in this that I think it would appeal to adults or it was trying to appeal to adults where it talks about like uh you know uh the werewolf uh you know played by steve buscemi where it's like the whole he has too many kids he's really tired um and then also kevin james's uh well fran drescher as Mm -hmm. uh mrs frankenstein being like really naggy (laughs) yeah you know i mean just having that energy you're so right. All the the focus, and this is another point I wanted to make too, is just, and I'll constantly probably make this point as we, if we go through the story of it and everything is like, yeah, the focus is on the adults. It's the movie starts and you think it's going to be all about Mavis and mm-hmm. it, she is the, the, the driving force of the movie, but the, the actual players within it aren't so much her. It's like, it's, it's about her dad and it's about him being okay with, her becoming a woman, a 118 year old like woman. Yeah, I love and, that. Yeah, it is pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> uh, but the focus is of the movie is him hanging out with the human and accepting humans and accepting his uh, daughter becoming a woman and and leaving the coop and everything like that. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's about and then yeah, there's a lot of jokes with his friends about being like middle aged dudes, I guess, and with families and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like. Or immortal middle-aged dudes, immortally middle-aged or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows how that works? But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, I, and, and and throughout this, that'll just be my biggest gripe was that I, and I, yeah, this movie's for kids. It's fun. It's got a gag a minute. It's just that kind of movie. It's more Adam Sandler energy. It's more bombastic. And I'm glad you bring that up. And I, and I don't want to tear it down completely without giving it like, Credit for that. My niece Coral loves this movie and she was Mavis for, I think, last Halloween. Amazing. So it's like, it's clearly like struck a chord with, with kids and she's talked, she's she's talking about how much. Yeah. Yeah. Mavis is cool. And I mean, that was my, that's my my main thing too is like, but then in my mind, I'm trying to put together like a Pixar movie or DreamWorks movie or something too, where it's like, we've maybe, or Disney even like where it's, yeah, I don't know, maybe closer to like Frozen or, or something like that, where it's about her and her her powers and, and learning about the world and getting out there and, and learning about it. Because it is kind of like mm-hmm, similar sure. as far as like a princess type character being locked away and not being able to experience the outside world and trying to get out and learn what that's about and just letting it go. But uh no, those are really great points because I think that's where you start getting into the criticism. I don't criticism wanna, I don't need to be right about it. I just know, yeah, and that's just a different yeah, movie. That's like for a, Pixar, sure. a deep, like Pixar movie. And this movie deep is this movie just not deep. It's not deep. Yeah, it's not deep at all. And that's that is where you, the, you would hang your hat as a critic on this and say, like, this movie doesn't get into anything really. It no. just moves through the plot to just get from point A to point B, and then and whether that's or not, along the way, yeah. And it has fun along the way. And um, yeah, absolutely. So just to backpedal a little bit to talk about the history of this. So this movie went through six uh, directors before it landed on its final. Yeah. The person who finally directed the movie was, um, oh God, his name is crazy. It's like 
Gennadine Tarkovsky. Um, so he was the director and creator he a, of. He was a vampire. He was a vampire. Well, he has a vampire sounding name for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the uh, creator of Dexter's Laboratory, and oh. he was uh, and Samurai Jack. Oh, he did the, those Dexter's two energy. So much Dexter's energy, honestly, because it, it, it is so chaotic sporadic there's yeah, so many really so many like characters coming in just doing you know like having their one line and just moving on and stuff like that and kind of like uh, a maniacal sort of like but inept sort of genius that's trying to enact a plan i i don't know or like that mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's not pun unintended but like it's kind of like defanged a bit a little bit uh mm. sort of and but for sure sh- for sure. And that was almost on, that was on purpose. So he talked about his relationship with horror, the genre as a whole. And what he said was, is that I never really liked horror movies because I wasn't so much into the blood and gore of things. When I learned as a young kid about uh, Frankenstein and these monsters, it was through like Abin Costello mm-hmm. and like performances mm-hmm. of the characters like adam's family for example where it's really not scary but you're presented still with like yeah they you know suck blood and they you know have all these monster characteristics but it's never really about like how do i scare like how do i make this very atmospheric to i'm scaring you really it's more so of just in service of like these characters have these the supernatural powers and those can be funny to put on display. They don't have to be terrifying. Uh, yeah, so I that's, mean, it's, it, that's where, and in this movie again, didn't have to be this way, but I think I heard it described in some podcasts. One of the ones that we like, like blank check or something where it's, uh, it's effective in a movie like American werewolf in London to have i think this is how they put it and this is me borrowing a point from them but i just love the point so much that i'm going to use it as well because it was either that or maybe the gorling rust podcast we listen to a lot of podcasts that's why we <laughs> did one. that's why we did one um but they they were saying how like in movies like that that are that do have comedy and horror they keep the horror to the horror and have that actually be kind of scary and then they keep uh, the comedy mm. to the comedy and i think mm-hmm. that is kind of like What's this movie didn't this? need to necessarily be like that, but there are moments where it just takes a piss out of itself. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And it just like, there's so much meta shit that's like trying to be more like airplane or naked gun, which sometimes has like that effect. And I giggle a little bit and being like, Oh, they subverted that stereotype of like a scary movie or like a, or what you can you normally think like would affect either these, these very stereotypical monsters that everybody knows, even kids, could understand like the the general mm-hmm. thing it was like oh if a steak goes through your heart it'll kill you it's like well that'll kill anybody like, i loved that line yeah. so much oh god that, that line there's some, there's some pretty pretty sharp sort of stuff like that but then there's also kind of shit that just yeah it like takes all that scary energy away from itself that it could have going for from it from being like Oh, he is actually kind of menacing. Maybe there's a, some moments where he turns all red eye and then like it gets kind of fiery, but it just, I don't know the, usually the next moment, every button to every fucking scene is a joke for better or yeah. worse. And that's great for kids is, you know, that there's a joke every five to 10 seconds. I don't know. And yeah, I'm right. And a lot of visual stuff going on too, that you don't even have to like 
like recognize uh, vocally is just happening. Um, no one is really in trouble in this movie at all, too. Like no. the, the closest thing you get is an employee of Hotel Transylvania, the hunchback, kidnaps Jonathan, Adam, oh, Andy yeah. Sandburn. Uh, and that's like the closest you get to an actual conflict, too, e- which Igor, is Igor. I think it's uh, no, it's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that's right. I was thinking like Igor, like from Frankenstein or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's French too. Quasimodo. Which is Quasimodo. That's right. Quasimodo. Yes. Yes. Sorry. You know, there's something about that. And I mean, I'll speak to the animation a little bit to this. And this just like, I think this just goes for all animation that like the humans, human skin is hard to animate and make look good. Yeah. And the human skin in this movie just does. It's weird. It's like. It's very plastic. Yeah. Very like the glossy and just, yeah. Plastic is a good way to put it and how it's stre- how it's stretched and everything. But then you see like, I don't know, the nights looked kind of okay because the shiny nights and the glossiness of that looked pretty good and then like the fur on like the little rat uh was kind of cute and i thought that was that was not bad and then like quasimodo there was something that looked kind of good about it because he was so fucking gross gross yeah there was like Uh sweat and like Mm -hmm. i don't know just like you stubble on his face and everything. And there was just something that was like, Oh, what looks good in this is like ugly, ugly stuff. And it, I don't know. I almost wanted him to like ugly up some, some stuff a bit more. Cause he looked kind of, <laughs> he looked kind of better than, uh, than just like the clean shaven Dracula or whatever that, you know, you could stretch out the face and make it look however you want. But just, yeah, I think that's what I realized. I'm like, Oh, the animation is not really that good in this. And then I was like, Oh no, it's just the, the human animation isn't like the best. And that's kind of like the case for a lot of, um animation and and all that but uh and like cart or like 3d animation and 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 stuff like this and yeah and i i don't want to be throughout this i don't want to i just want to clarify i don't be too much a drag because i do like movies like that like animated movies and stuff like this i love like cloudy with the chance of meatballs and um plenty of pixar movies and and i mean even despicable me is pretty good i haven't seen minions or or anything but there's like there's movies like this that i like and i'd be happy to sit down and watch um but this one we'll 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 soon see is is one that I will not be revisiting unless I sit down with Coral, which I'd love to do with her and have her explain all the jokes to me <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, talk to me about Mavis. And maybe in the second and third one they get more into Mavis. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, but we can. Do you want to run through some of the some of the story here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, so, go for it. So. So this movie starts off with us being told about dracula creating a uh, hotel transylvania so we get a uh, a sense that um our main character is the steward of a hotel for monsters and the reason that this hotel exists is because monsters actually don't like humans it's not that they're trying to kill them or eat them or whatever is that actually humans are the ones that are the problem and your first you know, version your first subversion, which sets you into really kind of a very comfortable place. I do love that this kind of yeah. the premise of the premise of this is that this is just like a vacation. I like the like, beginning re- of this movie. Re- re- resort that, yeah. you know, I like this it, opening part. It, it, it was funny because I got I it was hard for me not to think about a, a movie that does that so like maybe a thousand times better is spirited away where there is this place where the, 
all of these mythological people that typically are associated with mischief or um e- evil uh mischief, I, I, I like mischief yeah tricky mischief, mischief, mischief is better because uh the thing about spirited away that's really great and uh is that it's they're not really evil yeah. none of the people totally. there are evil it's just they have a purpose mm-hmm. and that's their, their per and that's their nature and they're just fulfilling that nature and after they're done kind of doing their duty, there is a need for them to relax and to unwind and to be away from humans. And I I really kind of dig that vibe of like here yeah. is t- it taking these stereotypically frightening people and mm-hmm. putting them in a place where they're just chill. They're just having a fucking it's good like Dracula time. dead and loving it, baby. You know, yeah. and, that, and that movie has funny stuff too, but it's also like has similar issues. I feel like it's <laughs> like keeps on doing gag after gag or some shit. Right. And then it, yes. And it doesn't get into like the repercussions of anything. Like there isn't ever a time in this movie. And not I like guess the argument- young Frankenstein or something. I mean, that's that's the good example. Where it's like there's a story there, and and there's mm-hmm. so much humor as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, like, and the, again, this is the criticisms that I'm sure we'll continue to get into. Is is that there isn't ever talking uh, there. Nothing in this movie ever says like, oh, this is the problems that the werewolf has or Frankenstein has. These are the things that they have to deal with. And that's why it is so crucial to them that hotel Transylvania exists. If anything, you, the negative of this is that this movie is so incredibly shallow in the sense of like, once they find out that there's a human there, they just are easily to like abandon hotel Transylvania and they're, which then again, it flips and they're like, actually, no, you know what? We love you, Dracula. We'll stay around. And it just doesn't ever get into like a confrontation of, okay, so there's a human here where oh, I'm trying to just roll. fucking drags. And the minute <laughs> the human just, shows up, it just like, it, they, but, it's, oh. a, it's a series of gags until the movie. It just fucking ends. Mm hmm. But I was going to ask you, do you think they came up with the story first or the title? And then the story came after. Because in my mind, I was just like, Hotel California, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Boom, it's the movie. We got the movie. There we go. Oh, <laughs> and then like everything came after. And it just all it seemed like to me was just like a bunch of his buddies hanging around the writing table being like, Adam, this is a this is a cartoon. This is not actual vacation. You don't need to call it Hotel Transylvania and make it seem like you guys are going on vacation. You won't actually be going there. Nah, nah. I want to go on vacation when I'm making money. <laughs> it's like, because it's just like, it's honestly it's really similar to his other, movie, other movies where he just goes on like a trip and it's just like, oh, everyone come into the hotel and we're going to shoot at this hotel. And it's like somehow he does the same process <laughs> with an animated movie where he's like, oh, we don't have to animate these many, that many sets. We'll just do the fuck hotel <laughs> and we'll place the characters in it and I, it's just somehow the same process is placed over this and i know it's i don't think it's a happy madison uh, it's thing or whatever but mm. it just has this this treatment to it that like yeah i don't know maybe this is this is kind of pre-netflix deal as well um totally this is like that that's is, my boy yeah because yeah, that's why sandberg is in it and shit but um, it's so funny that you bring that up because i uh, 
weirdly, I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right of like, what is it about Adam Sandler and loving movies about vacations? <laughs> <And> hotels like <laughs> hotels and vacations. And the fucking climax is in the plane, like Wedding Singer. I was like, this is the climax to Wedding Singer right now. What the fuck? And he's like saying us like a soliloquy over the like the thing of like how much of his love. I know it's like to the human. He's like to the dad or whatever. Yeah. Like this is the ending to Wedding Singer. What's going on? I just like, I'm I so what we'll do. <laughs> I, I'm just so curious if there's like a Google notification that happens with Adam Sandler's manager where it, there's like, okay, so there's a script that's uh, circling around Hollywood that's about vacations that just like triggers a notification and like, okay, let's, okay, let's read this script. Okay. Yep. I think, uh, I think Adam's going to be totally into this. He can just, it was supposed to be live action. He's like, I'm not going to fucking put on me. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this shit animated. i can, I can say i can say that it's uh, that wasn't the case the know, intention the intention was always for it to be animated the interesting thing is is that so i was bringing up uh jenny Travinsky or however you say his name so he did he's uh, known for <laughs> <laughs> A blah blah blah. A blue blah blue. Oh, that was a funny. That's a funny bit. That's I was a funny bit. So I like much it. When that guy at the end was just like a blue blah blue. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, okay, you want to be back over <laughs> yeah. for the next five seconds until you fuck it again. <laughs> it was one of those jokes where I don't know what the rule is, but it's like on the third time around, it just <laughs> okay. like really gets funny again because they like set it up in the beginning too, where yeah. Jonathan and Andy Sandberg's characters just like was talking about like, oh, do you? do blah 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 i'm dracula and then it like really pays off at the end where and uh, and just seeing dracula frustrated with people where they're mimicking him is just it i i did really get a fucking kick out yeah there's one there's a side of like making fun of humans and people that's like mean spirited and i think that's my issue growing up watching going back to his movies i'm like oh these movies are kind of mean and like yeah. bullyish towards like yeah like fat people and like old people and children and whatever it's just kind of like kind of mean spirited sometimes but there's something about that where it's like all the people are just kind of kind to him but also just like i love like that kind of too kind of dumb but very like kind also and and just kind of like oh you're dracula prove it <laughs> okay <laughs> and then oh, they like make a- the whole tunnel and just like i mean that was that was pretty silly and stupid, stupid but there's some I, yeah that's oh, not the no. best example but it's just like uh that side the, of it that energy you know, that, yeah. that kind of like yeah dim- kind energy is better than malicious towards like uh humans are so bad because of a slide show about <laughs> fat people and fat the fact people that they're wearing less clothes clothes yeah which made me think i was like oh i thought these were like immortal beings that have always been around but it's like oh no they were just from whatever like six or 1800s i guess uh-huh, yeah, so it was like 18, like 1860 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not I necessarily. Or whatever he said. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's just like, the, again, like, like just that whole, this whole movie was these guys sitting around being like, what if this, like, what if, you know, there was a hotel and then there was like a scene where they had to set up for catering and they have a table battle. <laughs> <laughs> That scene was so fucking stupid. I was, oh I was like about God. to, t- I turned my brain I, off. But I was, just, but, I, but then they like yeah. present that and then they don't edit it. They don't change it. They just, I mean, that whatever that example, but their jokes and everything too, they just went first pass on fucking 
everything. everything. And that just says not only to the, the vacation attitude of everything else, but also of the writer's room to me, it just feels like, yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Next. Yeah. <laughs> let's like, move that. Let's yeah, move what's this another along. Anything that these monsters can do. Oh, what if like werewolf had a bunch of kids and cause I have a bunch of kids and I fucking hate my kid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, 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 my understanding is this was in this like weird production limbo for a really long time. It oh, went really? through so, so many directors. Um, this movie first was formulated in like 2003 and then didn't oh, wow. get made into until like 2000. And it was always going to be animated? It was all. <sighs> Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I think it was always supposed to be animated. Um, but yeah, like it, it yeah, it is interesting because then it kind of like posits that once Adam Sandler gets involved, there's just this level of expediency and like, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> cause it becomes um, his movie. And that really makes me think it wasn't a script. It was just, Hey, we have this name of a movie called hotel Transylvania. You fucking get it, et cetera, et cetera. There's monsters in a hotel. Fucking, you can do whatever you want with it. There's your pitch. You know, they they had a brief. They had because there's four story. There's like two story by credits and two screenplay credits mm-hmm. or screenwriting credits. But the store or no, there's three stories. So Smigel uh, just punched it up with some Smigel jokes or something. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. And and that and they yeah. decided to produce it and kind of just like tailor it to their needs and yeah, you know. totally. And that's right it is just so funny how successful these choices end up being for adam sandler because like i don't know i'm so curious as to what and if anybody knows out there let me know but like when adam sandler picks a project or maybe it's his manager maybe he has the best manager in hollywood i have no idea but like someone's answering just, his phone he's not answering his own call i mean right <laughs> totally but the, when once he gets involved there seems to be this whole formula of it's gonna be this yeah it's easy for me to get these people and they're gonna be in this movie mm-hmm. and it just ends up going from this has been in this weird limbo for however long he gets this thing just, and then and, and it's like a, and it's done in a year yeah. and then you crank it out. If it works great, if it doesn't work, whatever on to the next. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm so fascinated by this Adam, the Adam Sandler of it all, where he, it just, he's picks things that work well for him. Are they good things? No, but are, I wouldn't be surprised if when it comes to, if you were to talk about efficiency or if you were to talk about what it's like to be part of that production, things are like smooth or crank along Mm -hmm. and are efficient. Like that kind of, that's what I think is like, it's, they make it a point for it to be comfortable. Like they're right. They're looking to have a good time while doing it and get get home. Like they clock in, clock out. The minutes. That's what it feels like to me. Right. Like that once it's over, it's over. It's like we're not going to stay later to to figure it out. Like we're doing first pass on jokes. We're doing like whatever needs to be done, and then just headed home and and carry on with our day. Because yeah. I just because we all have families. I'm producing this we, shit. Like, I can yeah. do what I want. Like, I mean, especially with, right. yeah, with all the Happy Madison stuff, his Netflix deal and everything, too. It seems like he just wants that control to just get those paychecks coming and have something uh, that was security and consistent. And that, like, he's built his structure of whatever writers and 
and people that can make something for him. So he doesn't, he can just roll up and, and do it. Um, yeah, seriously. And then he does fucking Cause... uncut gem, uncut gems and he can still pull that out of his ass and be fucking amazing if he wants to. And then it's just like, it's just if he feels like it, you know? And it's, yeah. you can do that or punch drunk love or, or whatever. And it's, it's just a matter of if you've, if he's a, uh, if he's feeling it. But I mean that all that being said, I, I, I mean, do yeah. like really thinking about, it, I feel like I wouldn't enjoy this movie a lot as a kid. And I, I loved water boy. I loved, I love a lot of his stuff as a kid. So it's, there is that. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's kind of hard to watch now, especially like you get through that beginning portion of setting her Mavis up and, and everything. Yeah. yeah let's and then the minute, yeah, if there's anything else you, you want to say about that, no. about that, it kind of set it like intru- introduces her, introduces the hotel, introduces Selena vari- Gomez. Variety of, yeah, Selena Gomez is uh, Mavis was, and the variety. It was like, going to be Miley Cyrus. Oh, really? Yeah, I could see. Yeah, it was, yeah. was going to be Miley Cyrus, but then she uh, was, uh, pictures came out of her giving her at the time boyfriend Liam Hemsworth a cock cake. And then the pictures came out of her pretending like she was sucking the cock cake off. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you can't be in this kid's movie. Wow. That's a very specific <laughs> reason. I didn't know it was going to be so specific. I didn't know. It was yeah. gonna, I thought Crazy. you were going to be like, yeah, for like, you know, some, you know, she just wasn't the right fit or scheduling conflict or. No, uh, they were like, like, no, nope. we can't do this. I, like, I wish they put out a statement as specific <laughs> as you just said right there. <laughs> Miley Cyrus no, will no longer be in. <laughs> in no translate. Didn't know, didn't know Sandler was them. such a fucking prude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it wasn't him. He would have been all for it. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't care as long as you show up and do the work and I don't have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> he's like, what about we don't have a cock cake in our movie? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get ourselves a cock cake. <laughs> Oh, I want to suck your cock. Okay. Whoa, stop. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm ruining the the child, the the family uh, programming we have got going on here. Um, I have to take a Walther PPK real quick. Hold on. A wicked piss? A wicked piss. uh, All right. We'll be right back. So, what I would say about Selena Gomez being in this instead of Miley Cyrus's thing, Don, because. I think Selena Gomez brings the perfect energy to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she is so much more adept at being not brooding, but like more conflicted. I think Miley Cyrus is too upfront of like with her emotions and being kind of, I want to say loud or brash, but like, yeah, I don't know. She's just got a really, not to say that Selena Gomez doesn't, but she, Miley Cyrus has a really strong personality and there needs to be this kind of like emo attitude huh. about, about her that works well for obviously the character because she's, yeah, you know, she's like an emo girl, you know, she's got mm-hmm. the, she's got that fun. Um, what is that? That's um, like a Bob. Like some bangs. Yeah. Some bangs? Bangs. Bangs. She, it's almost like a... Oh, wait. What am I thinking of? Oh, never mind. I don't know why I was going to say Betty Boop. It's not like Betty Boop at all. I don't know why I was going to say that. But it's like a... Yeah, it's like a bob or something. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a cute costume as well. The picture yeah. is so cute. Uh, yeah. And this... 
this whole movie's goofy and the people doing the voices are goofy as well. And there's some really good ones and there's some that are just kind of like, oh, you're just that guy, like Kevin, Kevin fucking James or something. And it's just kind of like, oh, it's just Kevin James because you're Adam Sandler's friend. You get to be Frankenstein, I guess. It's fine. Uh, Steve Buscemi's voice is so great for for voice acting. He's such a great Randall in Monsters, Inc. And the minute he shows up as the werewolf, I'm like, that fits so perfectly for that weird kind of like hunched over werewolf character. I thought that was a great choice. I know it's his bud. Steve Buscemi's in a lot of Adam Sandler things. That worked great. I realized it was David Spade like halfway through the Invisible Man. That was, that was that's fine too. I mean, he's Emperor's New Groove. He's he's uh he's fine. I don't know. It's just like the Invisible Man just kind of like was was that he was just kind of there. A lot of he, a lot of butt stuff in the in this movie. Oh, to- which a is bunch funny. Of I know, but butt stuff is funny. Everyone's just like thick, big. Big cheeks. Everyone's got those big cheeks in this movie, and it's like always for laughs. Which, like, it's, yeah, I was I would always laugh anytime there's cheek butt cheeks in a movie as a kid. So it's I get that. It was just like a lot of the potty humor, you know, a lot of the potty humor in this movie. Totally. Something that I found really interesting because it just proves that the internet kind of sucks is that there was this whole faux pas about the Invisible Man in the third one. Or no, maybe it's going to be in the fourth one is that the Invisible Man is not going to be invisible. And then he was this red-haired, like, nerdy, frumpy guy. And there was That was kind of a all- funny moment, too. He's like, I have red hair. <laughs> uh, how would I know that? You're invisible. Um, he's like, what do you have wrong with the Steins people? He's like, nothing. It's just his red hair. And he's like, and then the Invisible Guy's like, I have red hair. That was a great little... <laughs> That's stuff like that is effective. Uh, But there is, so there was these articles that came out that people were, the internet was outraged that the invisible man was not a more sexier person. It was so bizarre that the the (laughs) internet just had was up in arms because we finally got to see in the fourth movie. We're going to see see a picture of this guy. It was so they see the reveal of this guy then. Yeah, so the the fourth movie, he's going to not be invisible. And then people were up in arms because they were hoping for like a uh, Ron Weasley type where it's like this, you know, kind of fit. Because he's going to have red hair, hair, red hair. Yeah, right. But then in this movie. So what I'm saying about why the Internet sucks is that in this movie, there's a moment where the invisible man picks his hair and it's just at the sides. Mm hmm. So it's inferring that he has no hair in the top and it just is like, okay, so it sets you up that that's who he's going to look like. And then for for them to not. Right. It's like, and now I, yeah, it was just one of those things where at first I had no idea about hotel Transylvania. And then, so I was like, oh, here's, you know, people wanted a thing to be this thing. And it wasn't that is fucking hilarious to me, but, but now it's like, well, it was there the whole fucking time internet, That's like so get, funny. get over yourself. So, I'm sure. Oh my God. I'm sure if you go, if you're Googling it right now, they're like, <laughs> I'm looking at inter- a, uh, like someone did like a drawing of what they were thinking that he was going to look like. There's some of these of like, a, like a cute kind of he's got like glasses and he's he's in good shape and he's got like flowing um flowing red hair and then yeah <laughs> the one that actually yeah. comes out has like a big nose and like yeah. a, a big belly and he's bald and he's got like carrot top hair it's a cartoon 
the he first article like a, I took in. He looks like a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. He looks right. He's a goofy guy. He's like, yeah. I typed in Invisible oh Man God. Hotel Transylvania 4, and the first article that comes up is the internet is having a meltdown over the Invisible Man's look. Now seeing this movie, I'm like, okay, he, he already told you that that's what it's going to be. And it just, oh, man, it, it made me really frustrated now being in on what's what's happening in that um, in that film series. To oh, just there's a like, Hotel Transylvania wiki. Look at this. Wow. There's a whole world here, huh? Yeah. I mean, look there's at some, this. There's some world he, building done in in this first one when they're looking over the the hotel. It's, there's, but it's it's just more, so much more about the hotel and the backstory of the mom and her dying. And if it was a, I was going to say if it was a Pixar movie, it would have started like that, which would just been very sad. Like a Disney movie, like the mom dying would have been like the beginning. Uh, you get to see it all at the very beginning, and then it goes into it. And this just was more lighthearted. And I mean, I give it credit for for that and everything uh, but yeah, i do it's really building the world and I, I there was a part of me i'm like yeah i want to know more about mavis and these sequels if it does go there but i already see the pictures of like the second and third and there's like the little uh red-haired kid that they have i'm glad they they're okay with the red-haired kid that they have together. <laughs> it's like no i wanted the kid to have her hair not his <laughs> hair <Wait."> yeah <laughs> Oh, I had this preconceived I, notion in my mind about what it should be. And now I'm going to take it. What, who are these people going to take it out on? Just say they, they have Twitter so they feel like they can. They, they, I'm, I'm acting like an old person or just like what? They could just yell at the, the Internet machine and the Twitter and and get their feelings. Right. Does that make themselves feel better? I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I don't it get does. it. it does. I, I don't it get does it. Make yeah. Feel better. It does. I just love this too. I looked at the videos for my Google search of Invisible Man Hotel Transylvania 4, and it's one of them is Should the Invisible Man Be Hot? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh man, what the internet world. just blows me away sometimes. Where there was all signs were pointing of what, what it was going to be, and then people have so much of an issue with it not being what they want it to be. And it's like all of the information is there right in front of your face, but you're choosing to like completely not consider it and just go like, oh, we wanted a hot Mr. Invisible. Oh, so stupid. (laughs) It's one thing to want that, but to just be so upset about it is such the like the extra step where you feel like you have some agency to either like combat that or like change it or just be upset about it will like to what end? Does your frustration get you? And then to what end do you want this person to be attractive to fulfill some plot point in your mind or just to, you know, be that character and then have like a side story about him and his history of how he became the invisible man or something. It's like, is this the movie for that? Like, I don't know. So he gets, he gets revealed in like the, the third one or something like that. That's oh my God. The fourth one. That's what it's going to be. So people, that's what it has. So this is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog thing where it's going to, they're just going to make him change it into like a, Oh, oh so yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, in the Sonic the Hedgehog like situation, that was, or something like that, that. Was, that was a good move because that was sure, that yeah. was a, yeah, a, definitely a situation where they With were monsters. they wanted it to be too realistic, and that is not the point. Mm-hmm. You're missing the point. This is the internet's missing the point that. 
that's not what this has ever presented itself as. (laughs) So you're just projecting on it of what your wants and desires are. But then when presented with all of the, all the information was actually there telling you that it wasn't going to be that, but you're upset about that. Oh, so crazy. But I was going to say the the proportions on the invisible man too. Didn't really make sense to me. I know maybe if I, you actually see it animated, they played it out and then just removed it. And then that's just how it is. I I don't know. It's just, there was something about, there's something there was some butt joke when he was invisible near the end where his butt was yeah. like up next to his ears it looked like near his glasses and it, it showed like no he was like bending over and then he got like uh, some stuff put like on his butt or something yeah, yeah powder on his butt on, yeah. some, on his tush and so it was yeah okay he was just bending contorting in some way that just didn't make sense to me because he's, he's invisible but it was like oh that's next to his glasses that's strange and it, i mean uh, yeah and then even when the whole like it's it's cold it's it's uh it's cold in the water that's why it's just that kind of stuff is such like adam sandler jokes it's like oh we got to throw one of those in there mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah his dick's small let's throw that in this movie <laughs> yeah. this invisible man's got a it's got a tiny tiny penis. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we gotta it's just like it's it's that's where it does it makes it makes me think it just you don't even think about it it's just, yeah throw that no in there. right just throw that in there too yeah why not that's one that one's pretty funny that's pretty yeah good. that's pretty good why not um yeah i mean if if we're going by uh story beats it's pretty much the human gets there and then it's just kind of he hangs out with dracula the whole time and it's yep. andy samberg and he's doing this kind of like maybe how I talk to you people like this very California surfer dude kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know. Is it hippie hippies, hipster sort of, uh, it's stone, a millennial hipster. Stone, yeah. Stoner it's sort of, uh, it's a backpacking backpacker, music yeah. festival attending, uh, gl- you know, just, yeah. Kind of spacey dude. Who's very worldly. And, you know, it talks about how he yeah. gave, a you know, uh, uh, what was it? A protein bar or whatever to a person at a music festival and made that comment and all of that Mm -hmm. shit. And so, yeah, I mean, really what it's trying to make apparent is, is that Mavis is cloistered, um, not traveled. And Jonathan, Andy Sandberg's character is very well traveled, but he is, silly and goofy and she is serious because of her father Mm -hmm. and and there's very much like a foil to the dad as to dracula as well of you know just all the all the things that he believes in is very much opposite of um and he's also proving to him that humans aren't all that bad um but i was there's one comment of when he like comes in of like why he doesn't kill him and it was like I, that would set monsters back hundreds of years if I were to do that. Was his one thing that he said that was like why he wouldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I guess people's perception of monsters would be set back hundreds of years. Is that his point? I guess because I mean he ultimately like if, I, if I kill he, this guy, then everyone's gonna fucking hate me and chase me again or something or come out right. Me. Yeah, yeah, which it, it's really done that, pretty that was, piss poorly. I know it's yeah. a kids movie, but that idea just never you know like if there was a scene of him like putting his fingers out like I'm gonna suck, I want to suck your blood, and he's like getting close to do it. it just if it showed him a little scarier at at some point, maybe for a sec. Yeah, it just shows him in that red the red eye thing was the main the main thing in the fire behind him every now and then. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. if if I could just like 
more generally say that there is a we are told that Dracula is trying to preserve this hotel be, for monsters because of the atrocities that have been done to him and his uh, dead wife mm-hmm. and then also to the monsters who are there. It is really poor in that he doesn't there's no conflict really there jonathan arrives and then he's kind of brought into the fold really quickly and there is yeah so they can just get get straight to the back to the jokes get straight back to the jokes and it doesn't really give a shit about what are the ramifications of things uh I mean, I don't want to like continue even, to harp yeah, well, on that. Well, no, just like the relationship, even to just go to that relationship that you, you, I think you gave some credit to as far as just like those, those differences between them, because those, even those things aren't expressed a bunch. They have like the scene on the rooftop where they watch the sunset. There isn't really much one-on-one time with them. The one-on-one time is between Dracula and Johnny Stein. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the one-on-one time with, with her and him is a vehicle for her to have uh, another look at the world in, in a different way, which was like a nice moment. Her seeing the sunset. Oh, I love that moment. Yeah. And her eyes it looked really cool. And and, the, and he was in the, in the most light. Pixar of it all. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the light. She was in the dark. It was, it had visual connotations to bigger meanings. Mm-hmm. And sure. Uh, there's just room for them to have more time together because there's so much writing on their relationship and looking at the posters for the next ones of, of them, like having a really like, you know, being together and having a kid and all that stuff. Um, which yeah, maybe they get more into or something like that, but it just like there was, that was a big part of the relationship and it wasn't so much about whether Mavis wanted to be with him. That was like done very quickly because like we were saying, cause he shows up, but he puts him dad, Dracula puts him in an outfit to make him look like a Frankenstein. So he's a Johnny Stein. And she uh, sees him and instantly falls in love. It's love at first sight. It's like she kind of like zing. He kind of runs. He he's like f- realizes they're all monsters. He's like Bigfoot and stuff, and he's like running around freaking out, and then stumbles into her. Instantly in love. There's no talk. There's no there's no uh, discussion about it. They got a zing, yeah. And they zing, yes. This the the zing 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 zing. Um, zing. Yeah, zing. there's a whole song about that. that there's song many blows. uses of that word. It's a very Smurf like word where it's just like you she is the zing. They use it like yeah. a noun and a verb at different times of like she's the zing. You're my zing. We're zinging. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Zing, yeah. And but that but that uh, also doesn't but, come into the equation until she reads the yeah i don't know journal not really it's like a it's like a fairy tale that her mother left behind yeah Mm -hmm. and then it talks about like the way that i fell in love with your father is as i knew instantly johnny ah that's fucking dude that scene where johnny opens the book and he has to be the one that tells the exposition of that scene and he narrates that scene of the mother like dying was oh yes was killing because me of dude the, the low low castle and yeah well, for sure it was a, it was a good story whatever backstory and it's i like that they didn't have to show it It was more done in the books that's all fine and and if you're like telling a story and stuff just like have fucking dracula tell it don't have andy sandberg like do his fucking california accent or whatever like his like surfer dude accent in this like serious scene of the movie he's like oh yeah 
yeah, I know that story. That's the one about the good. I've been to I've been to that castle. Oh, yeah, I'm so well told. And I was just like, oh. And then it, it cuts to Dracula, and it's a one moment where he looks so hurt and like, and he's like really, really mess up about it. And it's just like, and you can tell Andy Samberg's trying his best to provide like some gravity to the situation with that voice and it just seems so hard and pointless when they couldn't have just been like can we have maybe just have dracula talk about this too and have johnny like johnny stein react to it a bit ah oh, that was rough um but and that's I a, mean, yeah that's good that you bring that up though because i think we could start from that moving on with the plot is that yeah. i found it really interesting though that sure. dracula was okay with Johnny and there wasn't so much of the mm-hmm. there it's so conflict it like light in, in this movie. It's back and where forth he, the whole time, man. Where Johnny enters the picture, honestly Dracula kind of like he protects him pretty off the bat and then he you get to the point where you understand why Dracula is cloistered, acts the way that he is. And it was so interesting to me that it like not at the end of the movie and it wasn't the climax is that there is the Dracula's realization that Johnny is a good person. I understand why you like my daughter because I love her as well. But you have to understand that you're a human. I'm She's a monster. You can't do this. And it, yeah, it was just very interesting to me that they, they reduced the conflict in that way because that is good for a kid's movie. You're like, oh my God, could you think about like him having to overcome the death of his wife more than that there is in yep. this movie for yeah. a kid's movie? Mm-hmm. It would be, yeah, it's just- That's a different movie. Only, only Pixar can deal with that That's shit. That's a different this, movie for sure, yeah. And yeah, this movie is not there's, nearly as there's just times for other stuff, you know, and there's times where they didn't need to make a joke. And there's, and there's just moments where I was just like, you just feel exhausted or and not, not full family guy style where you're just like, Oh my God, like these just like fucking cutaways every five seconds. Like I am having like a headache, just trying to even stay with the connective tissue of, even if you're trying to tell a story or anything and the story is told in this movie, but again, I just, if you're going to, it's, it's a really, a, a, I, I thought the romantic relationship side of it would have just been, and, and the coming of age side, becoming a vampire woman and learning what it's like to uh, be romantic and be in love and then have like a Romeo and Juliet situation and maybe have, you know, have his parents or whatever, but just like, it doesn't have to go fully that or whatever, but maybe that that's what the second one is meet his parents or some shit. It's like meet the parents. Um, but just, uh, that be the heart of the movie. And I think that's something that this movie lacked was heart and it doesn't have to be full, like Pixar deep. Everything It's just like the heart was there at the beginning. Like I liked the beginning and I, and I keep on harping on this point. So I should, we should just move on after I'm, I'm done, but it's just like the intro- <laughs> introduction of her character. And it, it just kind of just fell by the wayside. Her wants and needs were like a given and assumed by everyone around of like what she wanted totally. and needed. And I get the idea of like, she is a princess trapped in a castle and that's already in the nature of it, of like people don't want her to leave and they're scared of humans. So there's, there is that, but it just, the drama of the movie is her overcoming that. Like, I mean, that's, that's where the drama of the movie should be rather. I just don't really give a fuck that much about Dracula's wants and needs. It, he can be a, a, 
a presence along with everything and be like the looming figure of like, my dad's not going to improve, approve. He created this whole situation. So I wouldn't escape. You can have all those same beats, but instead of having a little bit more heart, they just fucking wanted, like they stacked all the jokes on like the flashcards. And I'm like, which ones do we want to keep in? And we'll create the connective tissue between those jokes and just have things lead to these set pieces and these situations of, um, being able to work within, uh, you know, yeah, this fair with a bunch of humans at the end or something. It's like, that's fun. We can write jokes within that environment, within that world, hotel Transylvania, just come up with a bunch of jokes about monsters. Like, okay, you're at the pool, you're in jazzercise, you're at the aerobics, like all the things that you do on a vacation at a pool. It's like, because that's what he does all the time. That's where all, (laughs) I know all the jokes maybe come from his, his life or whatever, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much him and Johnny's show. And you see a lot of like, it's almost like a montage, this whole movie of, of fun, yeah. fun hotel life of and mm-hmm. at least this middle section, I guess you call it second act of, of just uh, him. There's some, and then like, then, then there's the, what do you call it? Quasimodo. The, th- the, yeah. the third act happens once we have the, like we talk about the wife. Then the third act happens. Yeah, it's down at like he, the fair for Dracula or whatever the fuck with all the people. Yeah, yeah, because the third act is about Johnny being uh, found out as a human, and then all of that fallout. And then the fourth act is Dracula coming to the realization that the Zing, yeah, it's like the resolution, you know, I guess. Yeah, because it just know. wraps up right when he he brings him back in. Yeah. Yeah, once Dracula realizes I need to go after Johnny for my daughter, like that's the whole fourth act of, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't let's get it. Let's just move towards the fourth act because again, like I, yeah. I, I know that I, I think we're doing honestly a really great job of giving the movie props where, it, where, where the where it's due. But I think if if you were to side with the uh, really lean into what the critics are giving critiques about like they're totally justified where the everything is so shallow there isn't like one thing that bugged me is people talk about dracula in the movie as being really anal about shit but we don't really get any of that and it was so yeah, weird to, yeah. for people to like always the fake to, village, I guess that he concocted and all that, but it's, it's yeah. But even then that's like, that's kind of another thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just all, it, it was kind of frustrating to me to hear uh, like, you know, all the other characters being like, Oh, it's so crazy that you're so cool about this. Or you're usually so anal about this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're not dealing with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's, we never got any of that. Like the only yeah. anal retentive stuff that we got was kind of at the beginning when he was talking about the preparation of the monsters arriving at the hotel Transylvania. But that was just so uh, introductory. Like, Here's me being the host of the Hotel Transylvania. And I never got a real yeah. sense of like, I need to be like, he's really so dedicated to being in control of stuff. Mm-hmm. I understand that you could like, it tries to pause it with the, um, made this stuff with him being in control of that village and it being fake. But that's not what that doesn't add to him being anal that uh, mm-hmm. that's more him being afraid of his daughter getting becoming an adult okay. more than anything else and those yeah. two aren't really like i know that they're kind of the, like they're linked but they're not the same thing and it's right. just 
it's a good example of like this movie doesn't give a flying fuck about getting into anything. It's just like what no. you've been talking about. It's all place setting for jokes. Yeah. It, right. It's all place setting for jokes. Like how, how do we get people to the pool? How do we get people to, so, I mean, if I were to briefly talk about the plot and just interject with that is just yeah. saying like, so the, what we're doing is, is that Mavis is having her 18th birthday, but funny enough, it's her 118th birthday. And so there's this whole thing of like, we're trying to set up for this party that's going to happen for her to have her 18th birthday. So you know, intertwined between dealing with Johnny being a human in Hotel Transylvania, there's this whole thing of like, that's why he even stays around is that Dracula says, oh, I'm he's here because he's young and he's going to inform people about what a cool party is like which is so stupid <laughs> it's just so uh lame like yeah you need johnny to be the voice of cool in this even though you've already propped him up as being uncool like he's a goof he's a like a, he's uh an airhead you're talking like about that. when they already know he's a, by the time they know he's a human or or this is it's just, just, it's this is just, like just at the at the beginning when they just find out about Johnny Stein. Just in general, like, oh, okay. uh, like, like the undercurrent of the plot that's happening is, is that, you know, uh, Mavis is slowly falling in love. Oh, well, not slowly. Cause she sings, but there is a party that is hap is going to happen. And people are like setting up for that at the hotel. So that's how we kind of get oh, yeah, these interactions. Have that table with setting scene. Absolutely. Oh, that scene sucked because all it was was Dracula being like 13 to 24 and just yelling out these numbers like, like five minutes. Yeah. I was, I don't, I, don't I, get, uh, I don't get upset very often, but that was a part of the movie where I was like, this shouldn't feel as long as it does. And I think I checked the time. I was like, maybe 40 minutes left. I was like, damn. Yeah damn this feels this this is starting to feel a little long here because that's when it was truly just like we don't know it just felt like they didn't know what to do know what to do totally like a bonding moment between those they needed to get those two like on the same page eventually and he was amazed by his ability to move chairs like just to, to illustrate dracula's powers and you're even talking about him as a character and how people talk about him and while there is like constant subversion of stereotypical monsters in this movies there's nothing to reinforce those stereotypes whatsoever in a kids movie where some of these things might be new for them so it's just like it might yeah it might behoove you to have like a little a little bit of like that uh foundational sort of thing be consistent instead of just like that sort of i, I can't i'm trying to find a good example but there would just be something that would happen that would be a sincere moment or whatever and then it would just be immediately undercut by a meta joke and there'd be like there's a lot of these like meta jokes of like why didn't like yeah i mean the whatever the getting stabbed in the heart thing which is pretty funny and it can work in that way but there's just some that's just like that sort of thing in commercials now where there just can't be any yeah subtext or anything there's just got to be like this is happening i can okay i'm dracula and this is this is what happens now or whatever and right i guess maybe a good example would be the fucking stupid twilight joke that they made in it or whatever where that's just like is this what i've been resorted to and that's not even really making a joke it's just showing you twilight and being like right right yeah right isn't this funny like Uh we we made edward look like funny in this and this is like and it's like 
I don't Looks know. Looks like dude. a total like, chad. What are you? It's like you're not being you're not doing a true version of drag. I don't know. I'm probably getting my own up ass my up my own ass with that point. But it's it's the point of just like it, that kind of encapsulates a little bit of that mean spirited thing too, where you're just laughing at something. You're like this this sucks. Like Twilight sucks. We can all agree on that, right? And it's like. I don't know. You're just doing another take on Dracula. They're doing a take on, on vampires too. Like, fuck you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> You're doing a funny Dracula. They're doing like a more romantic one in high school. Like whatever. It's like everyone's, yeah. doing, everyone's doing their version and you're doing it probably because vampires are popular again because of fucking Twilight is the only reason Hotel Transylvania probably even exists. <laughs> oh my God, James. Yes, absolutely. And that is also just so a great description of Adam Sandler in the last not uncut gems again is a anomaly, just like, you know, um, punch drunk love is like it. That's what he does is he goes, isn't it so funny that we're all into this. Let's just expose how silly and stupid this is, but you're not making great commentary about it because you're never, in this movie just or, just in general, in general. Yeah. yeah yeah just in general i'm uh, yeah just speaking more to him mm-hmm. and his cho- choices and the tones and the mm-hmm. jokes that he has in his movies is that he just rides so much on like oh this is really popular isn't it funny that these are like you know we're accepting of these things or just like how silly is this and sure yeah and it also makes me think of that is also him his entire career. Yeah. Is that he subverts high class with Mr. Deeds. He's even in Bill yeah. Madison, both of those is kind of just subversion of high class and, and putting a, a character in a world. I mean, Mr. Deeds is a remake of Mr. Deeds goes to Washington, all that stuff. But even like, uh, yeah. And happy Gilmore is like another high class sort of thing that he's like, no, I'm a hockey player and subvert, subvert golf. And, it, and it's just kind of putting, putting this, meta spin on onto something and this really just feels like an snl sketch at a, at a certain point it really just feels like these guys just doing impressions of monsters and just like standing around making jokes like about like what if these monsters do do these things but yeah yeah and i and to not just completely shit on it, that kind of thing because it just there's humor there so, there's humor there yeah absolutely like it is good that there is a voice out there that's not up its own ass entirely, or it's, it is poking fun at people who are up their own ass and just mm-hmm. saying like, let me just present to you the same type of story, but it is not taking itself seriously. And it is just free wheeling. This is honestly, if you were to think about it, this is, it's silly. It's stupid. Yeah. And, and like people that and, take themselves too seriously, you know? Yeah. And I'm making that class of those wears like gym shorts and baggy tees and, and sneakers, yeah. and like worn out sneakers, what I don't know, like sort of just out, out and about. He's just like, I, I do, I do respect that. Like no pretense. And he's just like, he seems like, I have no idea who Adam Sandler. I'm not even going to speak to who, what kind of guy Adam Sandler might be. Just me. might be fun to play basketball with him. He looks like he'd be pretty good at basketball. <laughs> I mean, he would enjoy the shit out of it, whether he's good or not. Like he would want to yeah, play. He looks like he knows like how to have a good time, and and you, like I, you can picture all those guys sitting there and laughing and have a good time. And again, that's taking precedent totally. over like the final product and some and some of the other things. And sometimes that transfers over, and people enjoy that. I haven't seen Grown Ups. I haven't seen some of his later stuff, but 
um, his energy can transfer over. And as, yeah, as a child, his voice was just funny to me, making funny voices and, and being loud and then doing potty humor stuff like, hell yeah, that's hilarious. And the fact that someone's making this movie like, and there's a grown person acting like this, this is fucking hilarious. And like, this is a movie about scary stuff, but it's not scary. It's funny. And they're like, I don't know. Uh, it's uh it just it, 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 it makes all me, makes sense but it's just like it's, yeah. not, it's just not flat out like not enjoyable like uh, that that's all there is uh, my enjoyment level was low for this one but it, yeah simply. it only feels so necessary that he exists in media but then at the same time like if you if you love something it requires passion and it kind of there is a lack of that because there's a lack of depth and I know that they don't always like you don't need to be like provide you know super in depth commentary on anything in order to be passionate about having fun, and that's kind of his whole vibe is to have fun. And I I do I know that and I side with the audience on this in saying that if you don't look at this as a film. And you just go to this as entertainment. Like my dad says, he's like, what, you know, sure. I, I always have these conversations with my dad about movies because I'll always be the one of like, well, I, you know, I really, wouldn't it be so much better if they like talked about this more or they presented this situation? Yeah. You were challenged or something. It's like, I don't want to get fucking challenged. I just- yeah. If I was challenged in some way to and not even challenged, but if I was just, if you if there was more interest even given to something wouldn't it Nuance. wouldn't this be better and then but my dad would be like but was it funny was it yeah, en- yeah. enjoyable it's a fucking movie totally like you know th- that's fine it's allowed a, a movie's allowed to be a movie like there's yeah. it doesn't need it doesn't i don't need to understand better about human relationships out of hotel transylvania i really don't but that's like the beauty I, of it is like you guys are both right in that situation it's yeah, just a matter totally. of like opinion of what you enjoy more or whatever and it's just like oh well that's what you are going into it with and then that's what i'm going into it with and yeah it's whatever with music or or reading a book or or anything it's just like yeah do i want to and that goes for mood as well. Even like a, sing- a singular person, me or you, is like we have different moods of what we feel like watching on a certain day too. And sometimes like, I don't know, there was a time me and you sat together and watched Zoolander 2 and had a good time. And then we yeah. got out of that situation. We we're like, that was fun. And then yeah. was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And there was just something about like, I don't know, it was the right time. I mean, I've never watched that movie again. I'm wor- I'm curious what would happen, but I had a good time that day. And like, I like to remember it like that. But, yeah. uh, in terms, I don't remember anything about it, but it was just a good experience. And there's a place where I would have watched this movie for the first time with Coral and I would have had a great time and, and loved watching the movie like, through her eyes. So in that version of like, Oh, it's a family movie. Right. It's Halloween. We're not going to watch anything scary. Uh, I'm Brandon Stables and I fucking hate Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go with Hotel Transylvania. Uh, or uh, yeah, you're probably not going to pick this one either. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, I don't know. You could, you could totally picture that happening. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, Adam Sandler's Dracula. Oh, I get what kind of, I get what kind of movie this is going to be. And like, I grew up watching this kind of stuff and it just like, it 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 makes sense and uh it still comes down to where you and your dad are both right and 
you know, mine, it's just this, how I watch this movie and, and where I'm at now is it's not for me. This movie's not for me. And there's other animated movies and other things that, that are, and I express things that I like more. Not that this movie has to be them. I, we have fun here on the podcast trying to edit and, and come up with different versions of, of a movie like this. And yeah, maybe there's the Pixar Disney frozen version of this where, you know, she, Selena Gomez sings a bunch of songs and, and it's about uh, her empowerment a little bit more or something. Yeah. Like that. She has, a, I don't know, agency. She seems pretty, yeah, she's oh, yeah, completely right. ha- handicapped to this entire movie where she, the second she has a sense of agency, she goes out and then just completely retreats back into her own thing. Yeah, and then it's like focus is completely shifted. And, and it, that's where, that's why that table scene is so frustrating. Cause I'm like, you guys, how do you guys have fucking time for this? And how is this like fun right now? Like table battles. It just, that, that, that represents what I don't like about this movie is, is that scene, I guess, because it's like trying to, what is it? Is it trying to showcase the animation? Cause I don't really, the animation is kind of whatever to me. And then it's, it's trying to have the heart. And by that time, the focus is in the wrong place and it doesn't, like, I just don't, I don't know, John, Johnny Stein and, and Dracula, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so I, it's, it kind of goes into that romantic, uh, drama or like romantic comedy, comedy formula at the end that well, I can't talk, um, where, yeah, he, you know, he, dad kicks the guy out. She gets mad at dad and, and then he realizes how great he is and they zing, they zing, he's the zing and, uh, he's got to go get him back. So he chases him, uh to on an airplane he flies and catches up with an airplane as a as a bat and then kind of an interesting there's like stuff that was like silly and dumb but then also kind of just like oh they came up with this way of doing it or like where like the bat crashed onto the windshield of the plane and took over the mind of the pilot and yeah he spoke and by the way this was kind of the point i wanted to get to because i just thought it was funny who had I don't know why they did this. Maybe I, I don't know why, but the pilot had such a better Dracula voice than yeah. Sandler. Uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe it's just like, oh, this is what a classic Dracula voice would sound like. And clearly that's not what we're going for. We had Adam Sandler do like a first take line read on everything in his pajama. You could read where your pajamas a voiceover or whatever, but and then you get this guy is just like, hello, passengers, <laughs> you know, and just like fully serious and it's like, oh. That's what it's supposed to say. And it was just kind of like it grind. It was grinding to me a little bit, but that idea of him, like taking the mind over of the pilot was, yeah, it was kind of fun. But then it, I also started thinking a wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay that I jumped to the end, right? We're pretty much through all this. Like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm like, done to start like, talking. The, the broad, yeah. broad sweeps of all this. Like there's, nah, we've, we've gotten into it. I'm done to start is, talking is, about the critics review of anything. Cool. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean it's just it's also formulaic. Like, yeah, so the oh, sure. you, you know the dad realizes his flaws, goes to rectify the situation, and then it, it resolves itself with a nice mm-hmm. little bow. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Let's. Yeah, let's let's bring this bad boy home. I'll start with the. Uh, yeah, I'll start with uh, some some critics. And, yeah. Uh, and see and see where we uh see where we go um Raf, Ra, Rafael Guzman 
God, I sound so white. Okay, let me give him a try at that. Refer Guzman. Whatever. I'll I'll get better. Uh two two out of four. Uh feels like a string of jokes without a story. Yep. This is from uh, Newsday. Uh USA Today, Claudia Puig. Rotten two and a half out of four, which I don't know. Is that a run? I I guess that's that's like closer to a four than a zero, but that's just how Ron Tomatoes like puts it to one side or the other. It's very binary. Uh, while it's an energetic romp, there is more slapstick humor than wit at work here, and a good deal of borrowing from the far more clever Monsters Inc. I could see that, like kind of taking the piss out of monsters a bit, and and, and like making humans the monsters. I guess maybe that would be the big thing. Like the humans are the monsters and and that, that definitely relates with monsters Inc. Um, Ian Buck, Walter NPR four out of 10 at its core. This movie is a little more than twilight told from the other side of the tracks, only with far more fart jokes. Yeah. They're not so much different. It's not so much different from twilight. It's like a fanfic fucking Dracula story. Like it's yeah, whatever. Um, Betsy Sharkey, Los Angeles times. That's a fun name. I like that name. Betsy Sharkey. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Hotel Transylvania never becomes the great monster mash that seemed in the offing. Yeah, because you could, I don't know, I, you, when going into this movie, seeing the poster, you almost picture just like, oh, it's just like monsters in a hotel hanging out, which it kind of does, but it's just like it, it introduces a story with a daughter where you just think that's going to be more of the focus. And I mm. guess it does kind of lean into that. It comes it back around. But yeah. then it kind of just is going back and forth the whole the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if I if if I could pause on one, uh, so this review I really enjoyed when I I watched uh, read it after watching the movie. Uh, Sarah Gopal from Digital Journal said, "As a straight up monster movie, this film could have been a lot more fun, diving further into the stereotypes and then extending the confrontation that occurs at the end. Instead, it's weighted down by teen romance and need to conceal Jonathan." Oh, so she wanted like the other side, more of the other stuff, kind of. Right. Uh, all the, uh, the, you know, yeah, all the other characters. Car- and, and, and it's something I brought up uh, earlier is, is like, they, you don't understand why any of the monsters need to be there. It's just they are mm-hmm. there because that's the what we've been told is, you know, season. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, uh, it just why? To be a really busy night. It doesn't really say why. Uh, why or anything like that. That is what I thought the movie was more so going to be. I think was that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing of just like, yeah, like monsters hanging out in a hotel. I don't know what the antagonist situation would be, which by the way, there isn't really an antagonist. No, situation. not at all. That makes it extra lighthearted and everything too. Cause it's just like, there's no looming presence besides just the dad's own in, inability to uh, light, lighten up a bit um, about humans that killed his wife. Um Michael Rex Staffen, Hollywood Reporter. This will be our last critic review. A scarily unfunny animated monster movie that goes awry right off the bat. I'm pretty sure he meant that pun was intended. <laughs> off the bat. I know Hell what you're yeah. up to, Michael. I know your tricks now, and I will be watching. Uh, we will switch to Amazon five-star reviews, because this is the best place to get uh, customer yes, yes. reviews, because this baby's got a 4.8, 4.8 out of 5 Wow. With 23,000 reviews. Wow. 86% are uh, five stars. Five stars. Yar. Five stars. Yar, matey. Uh, let's see here. So we're going to go straight straight five stars from Riot, 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 
R-Y-O-T-T. A great movie for the whole family. Five stars. My four-year-old loves monsters and Hotel Transylvania is now his favorite. And that is great because my wife and I really enjoy watching it too. This movie has managed to create funny characters that will appeal to both kids and adults, such as the overprotecting vampire father, the worn-out werewolf father of many, and the brainless and energetic <laughs> couple in love. See, this is the adult stuff you're talking about. See, all these, all these adults just like... Uh, with they love the, um, dealing with their responsibility right. and they just want to go on vacation um, goes on. Yeah. The pace of the movie is fast with almost not a second to breathe between one scene or joke and the next one, which makes rewatching the movie the yeah. same as enjoyable as the first time. Only side note, do not expect the movie to make a lot of sense and be prepared for many inconsistencies. I had to put my nerd side to sleep while the vampires were walking in the daylight or looking at the sun without it burning. Yeah. Oh my God. That whole, yeah. It, it, I know we didn't really talk about the it. It is a kid's movie. One. So just relax that, and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, don't think too hard. Don't, don't think too hard. And that's sort of thing going into uh, kids or family movie in general and i could probably take a take a lesson out of that too yeah i'm glad they enjoyed it um stephanie funny cute great family movie five stars we rented this for halloween to watch with our two-year-old we love family movies this one was no exception he loved it and watched wanted to watch it over and over again it actually has a couple different lessons in this movie that i think are important for toddlers and young children the first lesson is about acceptance and diversity that is that people who are different than you aren't scary, even if people like them weren't nice to you, that this person might be different. It also shows that monsters aren't mean, which is important for toddlers as they start to be afraid of the dark. You're trying to teach him that monsters aren't mean. That way, even if his imagination starts making them up, he doesn't have to be scared. That's the hope anyways. Overall, this movie is great for kids, appropriate even for toddlers, and has enough humor to engage mom and dad too. And all... All the ingredients for an awesome family movie. I would definitely recommend this to a friend. Wow. Those are great points. And like definitely mm-hmm. like goes a long way as far as like it having, does. having enough humor to be least common deno- denominator between everybody. And to be honest, those are like a lot of my mem- great memories watching like Adam Sandler movies, like the water boy with my family. We just crack up, dude, and just all laugh as a family, like at, at the silly stuff and, and like the potty humor and everything is just so silly and stupid. But uh, and yeah, and I was gig I was giggling at at some of the stuff in this movie, and and then there was other stuff that I was rolling my eyes at. But um, yeah, I maybe do uh, maybe do one more. Sure. Whoa, I don't know if I can read this whole one, but I just had to read this guy's name, Otis A. Otis H. McNutt. Uh, this looks like, oh, he just does like a whole synopsis of the story. I'm not going to read through all this. I'll read his last part. I was very surprised by this film. The animation was very good, as was the acting. However, like many others, this movie hit upon my pet peeve of calling the monster Frankenstein. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Frankenstein was Frankenstein's the- <laughs> monster. Oh, you idiot. idiots. Yeah. Idiots. And by, the, and by the way, Napoleon wasn't that short and everybody <laughs> did it right. These are these historical inaccuracies that everyone is just perpetuating. And it's yeah, wrong. We, we just under, uncovered a battlefield. It's Dracula. Yeah. It's with a G. Yeah. yeah. Get it fucking right. Um, 
Rob Zombie got her in. Frankenstein was the name of the doctor who made it and not the monster itself. Also, the Invisible Man isn't technically a monster, but whatever. This film works for both kids and adults and is good to watch, especially around Halloween. Manny, five stars. It's five stars for that. He's referring to Jonathan's last. Jonathan's last name is Jonathan Van Helsing. Is that true? Is that you see a Van Helsing? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Wow. He's like calling him Jonathan Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, that I think is. I don't know. <laughs> I might be missing well, some cues. No, it's just it just says Jonathan in the <laughs> in the credits. Oh, that's a cool little story detail. If that's true, maybe that's in the later ones. That's in the I'm later a ones. Helsing. Helsing. Oh man. Um. Great. Well. Uh. Yeah. I think the overall consensus with the audience is just like great family movie, good for the whole crowd, and something that. Uh. We, they can all laugh at and put on for the holidays but that whole idea of like because that, that was our complaint right like that was my complaint of like defanging the monsters and like there was no actual real scary stuff and that's a a positive thing for toddlers and watching a movie where and you don't have to like be it doesn't have to be something that's super boring for adults and the, some of the adult stuff will fly right over their heads and it'll just be like these images of monsters being silly and Right. That whole idea of like not being scared of the dark and as much anymore and trying to promote that and not like monsters, even if they were real, can be like these monsters and be silly is something that is just not where I think either of us are at in our lives at the moment where that's like not our priority or our main concern. But it is interesting hearing this other side of things, you know, too, where like your dad, he's like, well, did it make you fucking like, did it like <laughs> yeah. did the kid, did the kids enjoy it? You know, mm-hmm. like. That goes a like a long way, <laughs> you know. You're not you, maybe things that want you want to engage with on your own, but if you're just trying to like have a moment to yourself to go on your phone and you know you perk up a little bit every now and then when there's a funny funny joke and your and your kids uh, having a happy Halloween, then who can who can argue? Any, More power any to him. Yeah. So I mean, here we are. Uh, who do you, who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, I am the guest uh, after all, but you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the always guest. <laughs> the always. You guest. know what? <laughs> James, the always guest. That's my new. That's my new title. I'm down with that. There's an, that's a high honor to be always invited back. <laughs> yep. I'm just constantly invited back. But please, please get this. No, get this uh, I, 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 I get. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I propose going first because I'm going to be brief. And, the, and all I will say is, is that I really do try, like this movie forced me to get into the situation or get into the perspective that my dad typically has is that I think being overly critical of this movie is a, is a, <laughs> is like a, uh, not a lesson, but like, um, what is it? A, a effort in futility. Um, because that's not what it, this movie was ever intended to be, was to um, push anything f- further past entertainment. And I think seeing audiences, I, I understand where audiences are coming from, where you can put this movie on for somebody who's like five years old and it'll be totally fine. I think there needs to be movies that are like that. And there are there are jokes in there. Where they're not always funny. And there are things about this movie that could have been totally better and glaringly better. But I think 
it would be it wouldn't behoove me to think about this movie in a way that is overly critical of it because that is yeah, never the hard. intentional it's never the intention of this movie the intention of this movie was to be easily digestible to be fun and to be appealing to children and i think overall that does that well so what i'm going to do is i'm going to say that there are, we've talked about the flaws of this movie and i don't want to continue to be a dead horse there so what i'm going to do is i'm going to say that my rating of hotel transylvania is a 50 percent. i think if you were to think about this movie more you're gonna hate it because it doesn't give you any but if you were to just let this movie be a movie then you're gonna like it and so i'm gonna just pick 50 percent. it is neither good nor bad it is solely dependent on what you're trying to get out of this or who you are as the viewer of this movie so i'm going to give it a 50 percent. yeah and i'll i'm right there with you and you made it made my job a little bit easier i think and maybe i'll be able to be brief for once in my life but uh that's really how i'm feeling is like that that kind of that kind of score satisfies that sort of like it is what it is it is what it is and it's not bad or good. It's almost like an NA, like a yeah, right. does not apply. Like it just does not <laughs> apply necessarily to me. And if I were to rate it lower than that, then that would mean there's something like against it, which like I don't necessarily have anything against this movie. It's not like something that <laughs> sure. like, I'm angry. I don't know, the table fighting thing is its own thing in the middle of all that. And like. But that takes fifty percent off of the score, you know. It's like sure, that's there's, the, there's there's plenty the of a detractor, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, kid, kids could love that. And this is like doing like little maneuvers with and ah, whatever. I'm not going to con- constantly go back to that. I just think that you put it well in terms of making making that your score, and that's exactly like where I was hovering. And I think it 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 represents exactly where we've been straddling and kind of uh, I don't know, dovetailing a bit towards. <laughs> Towards is uh is that sort of feeling, and it's one of those things where maybe yeah, a version like yeah, a Miyazaki film or something like that, or a Pixar <laughs> thing or something. I, yeah. there's, there's just like, but I the point that we make with those, not to necessarily compare this one, it slightly for sure. If you do, it's, then it's yeah, it's just the it's just the idea of a family kids movie animated, all of those things, which that does not necessarily define a movie and make what the subject matter of the movie a lot of it does entail like you know a, a childlike sort of movie if it is if it's animated in some way shape or form there's adult animation out there as well but it's just um this is this is one that fills a fulfills a different need and to judge it against those isn't necessarily it's just like those are it's possible to have movies like that which go in those directions those are the ones that I might lean towards to watch. Even when I was just, if I was just by myself and wanting to watch something, I, man, I really love cloudy with the chance of meatballs. And that's totally maybe one that's closer to this movie where I, I I love the first one and the second one so much. And it goes to these fun places and has a story and, and all that. And while not comparing it, try not to compare so much to those movies anymore and just accept what this movie is. Except that if I was a toddler or a kid at the age to see this movie, I would love it. I would love it. And I'd want to put that out there too. If I was my, my niece's age, Coral, who just uh, turned seven, oh man, uh, then I would, I would dig this movie. I love Waterboy growing up. I love all the Adam Sandler stuff. 
but yeah, that being said, the the enjoyment level for me was just different on on this uh, go around for this sort of movie. And I chuckled at some of it, almost like SNL leaning towards sensibility humor from Smigel and Co. and Sandler and Smigel and Co. Um, and you could tell that sensibility uh, and that put me in a place of like knowing what I was going to expect. And that works for people. And I, and there's I, enough hard uh, here yeah. for sure. There's enough hard here to not be overly critical of it. There's actually, I'm sorry. I'm, no, continue getting into, but like this movie has enough heart where you can be forgiving of it. You can see yeah. more of like forgiving what it, it forgiving, and you can just let it be. Like yeah. take it. It is it's very take it. Take it or it is harmless. It's defanged, like you've talked about. Like it is take it or leave it. If yeah. it. It could be in some in in a parent showing their kids repertoire, and it could not. And there's plenty of movies that are more Halloween, more scary, more uh, have more heart. Like there are good, there are better movies, and there are worse movies. Yeah. Like it, it just firmly has enough of each, but never gets anywhere close to like pushing further past yeah yeah totally it just just, Um, yeah and all that being said i think you know since you told me about the invisible man and what's gonna happen and i already had my (laughs) expectations it's gonna have to be a zero percent because if he's not hot (laughs) then this movie's in the dumpster and it's such a bummer because i was gonna give it much higher but since it's (laughs) that i saw a picture of the invisible man it's a no go. It's uh, it's not going to happen, and I will not be visiting those that fourth <laughs> one anymore. And uh, I'm done with the world, and that's it for me. No, I I think to offset a bit, I would I was trying to decide a little higher, a little lower than than fifty. I try to offset myself a little bit. I'll I'll do fifty one. I'll do fifty one. <laughs> okay. You're doing five point one surround sound for this movie. It's great. So do a fifty one. Um, and that's, I think it's an excellent score brand. And I think we arrived at like a conclusion with <laughs> this, uh, episode, uh, we are kind of depolarized. We are magnetized yeah. at, at the middle <laughs> of, of everything. Um, but yeah, if you ask two, two white 30 something year old dudes, you walk in and see Hotel Transylvania, this might be the reaction is what you just experienced. Yep. Take it, yeah. I could take it or leave it. I you yeah, can, I yeah, I think you could ask any 30 year old male how they feel about Hotel Transylvania and it is take it or leave it. So, you know what? <laughs> so yeah, I'm saying, okay, got it. Got uh, it. Yeah, so here we are. We, uh, I think, I think we did our due diligence. We are now at the point in the episode where we were going to pick our next movie do would you like to stick with the uh the spooky theme brandon is that something that uh you would like to continue on through this october month i actually looked into this and oh, have a god. proposition for you thank god i love it. i love when, when you come it's in your lindsay yes please uh so we we have james bond coming out oh uh, tomorrow Oh my! God. And so I was looking at James Bond movies that are the most polarizing. Yeah, by the way, me, me and this guy might be going to see James Bond tomorrow. It's it's it, it, yeah, it could oh, happen. Continue. It continue. So I was looking at the most polarizing James Bond movie, <gasps> and the most polarizing James Bond movie is um, Roger or not Roger Moore, Sean Connery in. Uh. 
a remake of a movie he was in. Uh-huh. It is uh not a year. Oh fuck, what's it called? Oh, oh shit. My um, oh my god. I'm on uh, I'm on the edge of my uh, seat, Brandon. You it, can't do it, this to it, me. It, 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 fuck, it, it, it is um it, not Oh, 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 you're thinking, oh, I know what you're talking uh, yeah, about. Never uh, yeah, say never yeah. again. Never say never again. Because yes. it's a remake of Thunderball. Yes. Never say never again. Of my namesake, Disco Volante. <laughs> Disco Volante. <laughs> never say never again is a... Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. I enjoy that movie. <laughs> That's somehow one that I've watched a lot because we had it on DVD. It is. I just have seen it many times. 70% critics 37 percent audience fantastic great wow the <laughs> critics really like that one that's surprising the critics really like this came it. Out, is this the one that came out the same year as octopussy yeah. uh-huh the battle of the two bonds or was that diamonds are forever it was it no was battle of the two bonds yeah wow. never say never an octopussy fascinating and this has a fantastic villain i'm just already like spoiling <laughs> my feelings about it but Fuck it. It's it's Bond, baby. Uh, the villain is so I love the villain. And then what's her face? Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger mm-hmm. is the is a is a Bond, girl. The Bond girl. Yeah. And then someone uh, throws urine and in, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. his own urine in someone's face. It's great. It's great. And then he's just like, oh, he's like, oh it burns. Oh. <laughs> so many STDs. <laughs> okay. I have hepatitis now. <laughs> He just melts through the floor. <laughs> it's like, the floor. like alien or something. Oh so I want to pause that, wanted to, pause that to you. Idea. That's a great idea. I love, yeah. I love that idea so much. So never we'll say little, never again. Little Bond intermission in, in the preparation yeah. for the new Bond movie. Oh my God. Now this is making me think I got to check what the scores are for the last, the original Dune movie, but I'm sure it's probably all pretty low because yeah. new, new yeah. one's coming out. But I know that um, the David Lynch one wasn't, well received um so it's probably not polarizing it's probably kind of polarizing yeah we we could potentially do it i don't maybe we will 65 i mean there's a rotten and there's a fresh on each side all right yeah. we'll start with bond i'm already i'm already yeah. showing you my cards here for yeah. for my prop possible proposition for the next next week but we'll see what happens fantastic fantastic i'm so Hell excited yes. to watch i'm glad you're excited about it because like i wanted i might watch like a, a Craig getting ready. I mean, it's that's tomorrow. I don't know if we're. I don't know if I have time. Maybe maybe tonight or something to get get ready. But we'll we'll see what happens. Otherwise, I'm watching Never Say Say Never <laughs> around the same time, and that's a it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's, yeah, it's another one that like they take the piss piss out of themselves a, a little bit and literally uh kind of and, and, <laughs> and then throw it in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in people's faces. Take the piss and then just yeah, and put it back in their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, great. Thank you. Thank I'm you glad you're that, excited that about idea, that, Brandon. I'm I'm glad yeah. you're able to just just uh, <laughs> just have something ready to go. I, it's been fun with the scary movies, and we'll get we, back to it. The, we do, the, yeah, the, 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 the next me. movie after yeah. I I'm so down because honestly, like watching these like Halloween movies has been a fucking blast. I know I'm yeah, the villain of, of this month with Hocus Pocus, but like, I mean, I'm so down to continue to keep that up. But yeah, I just yeah. think it'd be fun to, to, you know, kind of, I, I also think that it, Bond season usually starts on TV around this time too. And then the Bond movie is coming out. So I think it'd just be fun to, yeah, do it. Wait, like what season lot. starts on TV? 
uh bond season like the on oh, um oh like the marathon spike tv the like, spike TV. A tv show what are you talking about uh, no. like, yeah like the marathons and shit totally mm-hmm. totally oh some of the greatest weekend oh i mean what is it columbus day is coming up so that's for sure gonna be a bond marathon it, the, it's some of the best movies to take a nap indigenous to. <laughs> people's day i should be I'd, I'd much prefer to call it that i should yeah call it that <laughs> yeah fuck columbus <laughs> i know uh, <laughs> yeah what am i talking about uh hell yeah hell yeah cool well now I, i'm also curious about other bond movies but we'll like we'll talk about it yeah, we'll talk. It's gonna, it might be our longest head, i'm so excited to I, hear I, I, how excited I, I, I am yeah i'm i'm hunting for a guest on that one too because oh, i think it would be ooh. fun for for that as well but yeah so to padre? Uh, uh, yeah no oh man no because he'll just be like yeah it's a fucking movie and i liked it <laughs> we need we'll a, we need our a dad's little... on for like <laughs> single word review yeah it was good what, See, what do you want from me we'll, we'll have him call in we'll do like a well oh, that'd be inter- great. interject with a sound clip or something but my my dad today mentioned he's like oh i heard i heard been hearing about this podcast i gotta check it out i was like oh my god yeah. i'm so excited so maybe this will be one that he can check out that'll be great That'll be great. Yes. I got a bond. I got a bond episode. Dad, check this one. Out. <laughs> Hell yeah! You're not gonna check out Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> don't hear it. Don't. So um, cool, man. Well, yeah. If I'll uh, I'll I'll plug our Twitch on Thursday nights. Typically, we've been on a more consistent thing lately. On Thursday nights, we've been doing yeah. our recordings at Polarized Pod and uh, on Twitch. Um, and then the, the old Gmail there, I believe is polarized the pod at Gmail. If you, uh, would like to send anything really like anything, anything you'd like, yeah. to, like dick pics, anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, okay. crazy. This is we're, we're, we're getting enough though. So yeah, I've maybe toned those down, but okay. <laughs> okay. You caught me. I just keep asking for those. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually the one sending them. But yeah. yeah. We should. <laughs> Also, if you want to become a polarized media hey. manager, <laughs> organize yeah. all these pictures that I keep sending. Getting, <laughs> sorry, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sending anything. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think that's it. I think we got a Twitter that's polarized pod as well. Right? Polarized pod. Yeah. I always forget which one has the and which one doesn't. I got to get that straight. I always I have this episode. I do this. Uh Yes, Brandon, anything that you'd like to share? No, please uh, drop us a line. Uh, we'd love to hear any feedback that you have about what we're doing. Uh, this podcast is uh, obviously a work in progress. We would love any support and any criticism. It's honestly, if you just think we fucking suck, you know what? Just let us know. Yeah. You know what? We That's can what take I figured the majority we got, we got opinion the, would be. <laughs> These fucking guys. We, we, we could take it. So, yeah. yeah that was our just, one Twitch uh, comment so far was like us dude calling us imbeciles yeah love it more of that and we we own it yeah yeah more of that please love it uh and we love you and we'll see you next time thank you so much bye bye